is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. And you have found the Steelers Standard here on Steeler Nation Radio or whether it's on Steelers.com, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Kellen Gersky and Jacob Recht here. One last batch of episodes before we get our fearless leader back. I think we did okay, Jacob, without yeah. without Tom. For Who what? needs Tom? <laughs> okay, Let, let's pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit. Um, always easier with the third guy in here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've done it, what, for a week and a half now, two weeks? I think two, two a little weeks? over two little weeks over because two weeks? Tom got married on Friday two weeks ago, yeah. so we've gone okay. a little over two weeks. A little over two weeks, but we've done all right. And, um, you know, this is the time of year, too, where there's a lot of prediction and there's a lot of speculation a lot of analysis when you look at the nfl and every you know team and i think this you know a lot of people for a lot of people this is a a time to talk about guys that are going to boom next year guys that Mm -hmm. are going to make uh, you know a potential first time pro bowl a guy that maybe becomes a household name and i think that's a good place to start here for this episode um mark sessler did a um, an article on on nfl.com about one potential first-time Pro Bowler for each AFC team. He did one for the NFC, too. Um, But there's a lot of names on here. Again, these are guys that haven't had a Pro Bowl selection yet to their credit. Um, And and again, this is, you know, a time of speculation. Guys are going to boom. Um, And again, these these guys are the future of the league, too. I think that's something that, that, you know, you you can – Use this article to, you know, maybe from a fantasy purpose or whatever it is. But um, let, let's dive right into it. Um, for the Ravens, um, it, it goes in alphabetical order. So that's why we're starting with the Baltimore Ravens here. Um, I don't know if this should be a surprise. I don't think this one is. Um, and it's running back J.K. Dobbins. Um, I thought Dobbins was really, really good last year. Um, and again, he he only had 25 um, carries in September and October. But the last you know, a couple months of his uh, last month of the season, he put up 651 of his 805 yards down the stretch. And he also had the league's highest yards per carry mark at six yards a carry among qualified running backs. And oh, by the way, the one thing that I think helps JK Dobbins is the fact that they run that RPO style, that option style, that college style with Lamar Jackson. I think it really does benefit him. And I think, you know, this is only his second year. I thought he was good last year. They kind of used him sparingly to start the season. But once he got his his legs under him, you could see the the talent that was there. And I don't want to bring it up, but man, would it be nice? I know that it would be nice for the Steelers to have him. I know they wouldn't have Najee Harris right now. But at the same time, I do think I do think J.K. Dobbins is an excellent pick, and I think he could be a Pro Bowler this upcoming year. Yeah, I mean, especially when you're on a team like Baltimore, who is so run heavy mm-hmm. or, or favors the run so much, as much as the Baltimore Ravens do, it shouldn't surprise anyone if he gets even more involved in his second year. Especially when you consider that they added Rashad Bateman as the wide receiver to kind of maybe take away some threat of the running game some predictability from the running game and so even though you're adding a wide receiver that could somewhat help this kid jk dobbins just because it's not going to be so obvious that the the ravens are going to just run it every time because now they actually have a receiver with a recognizable name so i like the pick i think it's a smart pick because there are some answers or there are some people on the team that are guaranteed pro bowlers every year since they've come to the ravens such as humphrey and lamar jackson mark andrews has made it 
but none of the receivers really stand out to me. Yeah. Rashad Bateman, I don't think he's going to make that leap in his, in Not his, his rookie first year. year at least. So yeah. it makes sense that it's going to be it's going to be Dobbins. And also mentions here it could that J.K. Dobbins could be a dark horse candidate to lead skill players in touchdowns this year. Interesting. I, I don't know about all that, but at the same time, uh, I do think that he could really um, you know have a breakout year. Yeah, I think possible. last year, I think last year towards the end, you saw the type of player that. Um, he was, and that's not good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers because he's only in year two. Um, he looks like he's got a pretty good career ahead of him. Again, don't want to put you know the horse in front of the wagon, but at the same time, he's a very good player. Um, looking at the Buffalo Bills, now we'll move on to the Bills. Um, it's offensive tackle Deion Dawkins. He was the left tackle um, last year, and I think that's key. This is his fifth year in the in the league. Um, it's key because they they gave him a four year sixty million dollar extension last August, and they also did it um, to so that he would be the, the left tackle for Josh Allen's future. Yeah, I don't think you put that type of stock, that type of contract in the tackle unless you're very high on him. And oh, sure. by the way, Josh Allen has to be high on him too. Right, and Josh Allen had his best year last year. And I'm right. sure that had right. to help. That that was due to the help of of Deion Dawkins. I mean. Yeah, it's good for him that he's making this leap, especially since after a solid rookie year, things kind of seem to have quieted down up until last year. So it's good for him that, I mean, it's never easy to kind of say as a player to say, I've been here five years, I still haven't made the Pro Bowl, but at least Mark Sessler believes he can make that leap this year. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, if if you have Josh Allen, too, it makes it a little easier. He can get away from some pressure, too. Yeah, of course. You know, it makes you you, look a little better. Right, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, moving on to the Bengals, this is another guy that is in his second year. Um, he, I think he was fantastic last year in his wide receiver, T. Higgins. Um, you I'll, know. I'll tell you why I disagree with this. Okay. It's only because of the arrival of Jamar Chase yeah. that I think could take away from some uh, some production of T. Higgins. I agree with you. I thought T. Higgins was great. It's a great receiver core that they have alongside now with Tyler Boyd, and now you add Jamar Chase. But I feel like maybe when you add Jamar Chase, that's got to be Joe Burrow's number one guy. Yeah. So I feel like T. Higgins is still going to be solid, but I don't know if I have the confidence for the ball to be going to him enough for him to make a Pro Bowl caliber resume. And that is mentioned in the article here. It says first round wide out Jamar Chase will nab more press this summer. But Higgins has, uh, has uh, shown behind the scenes um, a lot of people are reporting that that coaches and teammates have noticed Higgins' physical development, which was expected after you know he came to the NFL early. Mm-hmm. Um, they and also his his offensive coordinator Brian Callahan said that he's going to play a huge role in the offense. And last year his numbers were really good: sixty-seven catches, nine hundred and eight yeah. yards, six touchdowns. Um, I, and again, like you said, I know there's a lot of mouths to feed there, and you have Tyler Boyd there who's very good, one of the most underrated receivers in football, I believe. Um, that wide receiving room is very crowded, yeah, but at the is. same time, we all kind of why you didn't see a single Steeler receiver, yeah, right? Make because it. it's so crowded. Exactly. Um, I mean, and we all believe that Joe Burrow is, you know, I don't know if he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think he can ascend to that. I think he mm-hmm. can be the second best quarterback in his division after this year. Um, that's obviously going to be because of the, the, the skill guys that he has. Um, I think Tyler, or I think T Higgins was very good last year. Again, it's tough because, as we keep pointing out, it is a crowded room. But Joe Burrow has a unique situation. And last year, T. Higgins was his favorite target. Um, as you said, I think that's going to be Chase this year. But if Higgins right. put up, puts up similar numbers, I could see him definitely being a pro bowler. Yeah, I definitely could. It's just 
Will he get the ball enough? That's yeah. my only concern. Moving on now to the Cleveland Browns. Um, this one I don't think is a, a is a, it's a surprise. Um, it's offensive guard Wyatt Teller, um, and a lot of people thought he got snubbed last year. Well, he did. I mean, he made an all-pro team last and year, make and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Yeah. That just goes to show how flawed the Pro Bowl system is. Yeah, I mean, he I was... Mean, we, we all know the pedigree that comes with the all-pro and the whether it's first or second team, and we all know that the Pro Bowl is really just a fan vote. Right, sure. I mean, it's it was, a popularity contest. He was second team all, all pro and wasn't on the Pro Bowl team. Um, pro football focus, he was a darling of theirs. Um, and, I mean, it, I think he's one of the top guards in the league. Oh, he absolutely um, is. I mean, I mean it's, it's a solid offensive line all around, and yeah. they have Wyatt Teller, I mean, who should have been a Pro Bowler. So this is just kind of like a cheat. If you ask me, yeah, because he hasn't uh, because got there yet. Just because he hasn't gotten there yet, but he should have been there last yeah, year. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's fair though. Um, and then obviously, this is the final year of Wyatt Teller's deal too in Cleveland. Um, if he plays well, I mean, they're they're going to try to keep that offensive line mm-hmm. together, obviously, and he's a big part of that. Um, and I'm sure they're going to throw some money at him to keep mm-hmm. that running game intact, to keep Baker Mayfield upright. Uh, I think Wyatt Teller, as you said, it's a little unfair because he should have been a Pro Bowler right. last year, but he still hasn't made one. But, yeah, I mean, as long as he's good and as long as that offensive line's good, ooh, look out. Uh, right. I mean, that's a scary proposition for uh, for Steeler fans. Uh, moving on to the Denver Broncos here. Um, it's offensive tackle uh, Garrett Bowles. He's the left tackle there. Um, and he, they also mention here that, uh, like Teller, um, he was a bona fide Pro Bowl snub. Uh, apparently, according to PFF, he was their third best tackle. Um, this is his fifth year as well. Uh, he made a huge leap in his fourth season. Um, and again, it's not exactly easy um, to be a pro bowler on the Broncos when you have Drew Locke as no, your quarterback no. running around. And and he's like, not very good. Compared to the conversation we just had about Buffalo. Yeah, right. Deion Dawkins making it look, his job making being made to look easy because he has such a good quarterback in Josh Allen. It's quite the opposite in Denver for Garrett Bowles because whoever's throwing the ball, whether yeah. it was that wide receiver that <laughs> right. week, that one week or if it was Drew Locke, your your job's not going to be – you don't look great because your quarterback is probably holding on to the ball too long and making mistakes in the pocket, and that doesn't reflect well on you. No, it doesn't. But they do say you know Bowles has grown into a good asset. Um, he allowed the second fewest pressures among tackles last mm. year. And again, that's I think that even more so is more impressive because of the fact that it is Drew Locke back there. Because you know right. what I mean that you don't have a consistent quarterback. Sure. You don't have a Great guy point. that um, you know. I guess Locke can evade some pressure. He's I guess a little you know fleeter feet of feet uh-huh. I should say than maybe some NFL quarterbacks or the average of quarterbacks. So again, allowing the second fewest pressures among tackles, I think that's that says a lot about right. who Garrett Balls is. Um, you know, especially because, like we keep saying, the quarterback situation is not good there. The team situation isn't great either. But if he, you know, stays upright and has another good year, I think Denver could have a really good offense. If again, they could, they have the weapons. It's, it's just dependent on the quarterback play. It's all if Drew Locke or you know if he doesn't figure it out. If Teddy Bridgewater can be, mm-hmm. you know, decent. Uh, you know, it's, or uh, if they end up being the. As they seem to be right now, the favorites to land Aaron Rodgers if he does leave Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, it's true too. If that happens, and that changes. Look everything. out! Yeah, yeah, I mean that's a completely different conversation. That, but that you're is right. that is that is as big, if not bigger, of an arrival than when Peyton Manning to went, went yeah. to Denver. Right. I mean that, and that would completely change that offense round. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Then you know Bowles becomes even more important um, for the Houston Texans. Um, 
it's wide receiver Brandon Cooks, and he's in his eighth year. Um, if anybody on the Houston Texans is going to make the Pro Bowl, he's probably it be Brandon. Cooks. I mean, yeah, he's probably the there's really nobody best name. left. Yeah, no, and Larry I mean, Tunsil has already made a Pro Bowl, right. so there you go. I mean, look at this uh, the wide out room. Um, Kiki Kuti, he's not a bad player. Randall Cobb, I think you know his his prime is past. Sure, and Dante Moncrief is there. Um, in, and in all Houston. Steelers fans know Dante yes. Moncrief all too well. Yes. unfortunately. Um, I mean that's it's not a good uh, wide receiver group, but he's the best one one among them, and it's not close. That's not no, a slight not on Brandon Cooks. Um, he has had five one thousand yard campaigns in the last six years. Um, I mean they're going to lean on him. I mean right. if he's going to be the leading receiver there. He's going to catch the most passes. I mean, the only reason I mean, like, again, it's it's not to denigrate the name of Brandon Cooks, but the only reason he's on this list is because you can't see a single other player making that Pro Bowl team. No. And it's in a first year guy too. David Johnson has kind of passed his prime, but he's already made the Pro Bowl as well. I'm sure Tunsil has, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's a a good, you know, if anybody's going to make it from the from the Texans, it would be Cooks because of the fact that, you know, the, the wide receiving group isn't good. I mean. The, the quarterback position is the key there. Um, you don't know who's going to play quarterback right. at this at this stage in the game. But even if it's decent or fine quarterback play or okay quarterback play, he's going to put up numbers because who else are you going to throw the ball to? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's no nobody one. else. Yeah, there's so no if, if Dante Moncrief is your fourth option or third option, uh, that's really bad. For right. It's like that's awful. We remember, you know, you remember Steelers Nation remembers Dante Moncrief. Um, just – just awful. I mean, just terrible. The, the Texans have a quiet, loaded running back room. Yeah, they it's do. It's David Johnson, Philip Lindsay from Denver, who wasn't horrible. His, no. Who was really good his rookie year and kind of settled down after that, but still wasn't horrible. I think beat out Melvin Melvin Gordon for a couple of roster or a couple of games when they were both on the same roster. Then it's Mark Ingram, and yeah. then it's Rex Burkhead. Yeah, they have a loaded Who is a solid, receiver. like, tough and grind grinding running back for the New England Patriots, it's four guys deep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with four running backs, but no, we'll see. The offense could be okay in Houston. I mean, again, that's all predicated on who plays quarterback for mm-hmm. them. But, yeah, I mean, I think Brandon Cooks is is a good pick, yeah. and it's kind of surprising. It's really the, it's the smart pick if you're yeah. making this kind of article. It's surprising that he hasn't had a Pro Bowl yet in year eight. Not to say that he's been a superstar or anything like that, but he's had good years, you know what I mean? And he's got the blazing speed, too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's kind of a guy that I would have would have assumed definitely had more, um, you know, than, than none so far in year eight. Right. Uh, moving on to the Colts, um, it's Jonathan Taylor, the running back, from John, you know, this Jonathan is easy from because Wisconsin. just because he didn't make it last year, yeah. he's primed to make it this I mean, year. He was unless fantastic. He takes a, unless he takes a gigantic leap backwards, which I don't yeah. expect to happen. I mean, this guy could have been a pro bowler as a rookie last year, and now in his second year, I expect him to make that leap to the pro bowl. And it was weird, too, because last year they weren't using him early on. Right. Um, it's kind of like the J.K. Dobbins situation. But right. Man, it was Naheem Hines. It yeah. was, it was uh, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack until he got injured, yeah. I mean, it it was weird because you kind of were like, "What what is this? What is going on here? Do they not, you know, do they not see something in Taylor?" And then all of a sudden, they took the training wheels off, and he went bonkers. He mm-hmm. was unbelievable. Um, he was, I mean, he was great. I mean, obviously that helps when you have the league's best offensive line in front of you. But at the same time, if that offensive line stays intact, and Carson Wentz is, you know, if he thrives, 
I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a prime guy right. to be a, a pro bowler. Um, and it does mention here at the, at the bottom of the little write-up here about Taylor, he's not Derrick Henry or Der- or Nick Chubb, but his on-the-field growth reads as legitimate, and it absolutely is. Um, I mean, he was dominant over his final five games of 2020. He was third league. He was third uh, in rushing league wide. Uh, I mean, that's an unbelievable yeah. um, stat, especially because when you're when you're considering down the stretch, yeah. you're 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 a wild card team because yeah. I, I believe the Tennessee Titans won that division. Uh, so you're you're making a playoff push as the Colts did, and and it's being helped. It's being aided by the likes of Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah, this guy definitely deserves to be in the yeah. Pro Bowl. And he probably could have been there will. last year. He could have been. I mean, with how he finished right. in the, through the middle of the year, but for him to finish third and rushing league wide, right? And for him to you know not really be used much in the first three or four games, uh, that's uber impressive. That should tell you everything you need to know um, about Taylor and about the Colts really in general too. Uh, moving on to Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, this should really come as no surprise. It's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it's um, an easy one. I mean, that's it, it, even if the Jaguars go something like five and eleven, f- or sorry, five and twelve, or yeah. four and thirteen, somewhere around there, it wouldn't surprise me if he does make it. Just because his talent will not be the reason why they lose that many games. No, I mean, and it's not impossible either. Um, to, to they list the the rookie quarterbacks that have wound up in the Pro Bowl: Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. Robert Griffin III, Dan Marino, Dak Prescott, Cam mm-hmm. Newton, and even Jameis Winston did it in their first year. It's not impossible. And again, as you pointed out before, too, it's not necessarily, you know, it, the, making the Pro Bowl isn't as hard as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, it's not as valued as it used to be. I mean, RG3 was a Pro Bowler in his rookie year. We all know how that career turned right. out. Um, even the same for Jameis Winston, albeit, you know, it hasn't bookended yet. We don't know how the story is going to finish for Jameis Winston. But even still, with as talented as that offense is top to bottom and the skill guys, especially, you know, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Travis Etienne, James Robinson too. Don't forget James Robinson. He ran for what? 1200 yards an undrafted rookie. That's a loaded offense. I don't know who's going to play tight end for them off the top of my head, but I mean, if you're going to give it to anybody, it's going to be Trevor yeah, Lawrence. With that many options. The guy who's going to get his is going to be Trevor Lawrence because he's the one dishing the ball out to all of those people. And we'll see. I mean, if he is the generational talent in the NFL, I mean, he was unbelievable in college, but if he is the generational talent that everybody seems to think that he is with those wide receivers, yeah. with those running backs, it would he be should hard. Be, it would be hard for any quarterback yeah. not to do well. I mean, with he, that many he should be able to put up numbers. Right. And if he does that, I could definitely see him being a pro bowler. Uh, maybe not this year, but a perennial pro, pro bowler moving forward. Again, it's all predicated on what he does in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different game, but yeah, I mean, with that much with that much skill, that much talent offensively, it, it I think it definitely could be Trevor Lawrence, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Kansas City Chiefs, it's guard Joe Thune. He's in his sixth year. Um, this is an easy one too, I think, just because yeah. there are so many Pro Bowlers already on that team that you could just say any one of these other guys can make that leap. And it says here that. Thune was a 2019 second-team All-Pro who's played in three Super Bowls and he's never missed a game, hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet. Those things don't add up. I mean, the, you know, when you when you put all those together, um, you know, it might say, and as it says here, um, it, I think that says more about the Pro Bowl than it does about Thune, right. who now finds himself protecting Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, that just goes to show that the Pro Bowl wasn't what it used to be. No. But if you're a second-team All-Pro guy, you've never missed a game, you played in three Pro Bowls, and you've never 
or three Super Bowls, and you never, you've never made a Pro Bowl. It's about damn time. Yeah, right. And I mean, and oh, by the way, it's only going to help that you have Mahomes sure. in that offense. I mean, as long as you're good, Mahomes can escape pressure too. I and mean, it kind of helps to be not just with Patrick Mahomes, but on the Chiefs, where they just right. naturally get more recognition. Right. Not, I'm not, I'm not picking on the Chiefs at all, but that's just the truth. I mean, yeah. it, it's become the most watchable team in the NFL, so it's going to get a lot more attention. Now. Yep. And I, I think you know, and as we as we noted, you know, the Pro Bowl is as more of a fan vote than it is actual quality right, of play sure, so sure. that's going to help him a lot that a lot more people will be seeing him yep. seeing him on on national tv yeah no doubt about it and i think that's fair um with the la or the, the las vegas raiders excuse me um it's max crosby the defensive end and i think i think that's a good a good shout i mean wide wide receiver henry ruggs could also um be yeah. in that conversation i think too. this is another easy one just kind of similar to the houston texans where there aren't many names uh, I think Darren Waller has made a Pro Bowl. I think you're right. And so that's and Derek Carr also has made a Pro yeah, Bowl I know Derek as well. Carr has that that so, one year that they almost made the playoffs. Right, he was unbelievable. Right, he was. I mean, they went 12 and four. Uh, they did make the playoffs. They went 12 and four. And they lost in the first yeah, round. They lost in the first round yeah. because Derek Carr got hurt. I think week 17. Mm-hmm. So they lost that first round wild card game or in the wild card round rather. So. I think this is another easy one just because there are so little names to pick from. You could just say, well, this guy, you know, he's done somewhat well, and if I had to pick one name from this team, it would be him. Yeah, and, and it does say here, uh, Vegas, the roster's odd because it's really populated with a lot of good but not great exactly. players. So it's it's kind of just if I had to pick yeah. one, it would be Mac Crosby. It, you know, and, and for me, if I were to pick one, I'd probably pick Ruggs because he's more flashy. And right. If Carr's good, that means that Ruggs is going to be mm-hmm. good, um, and he's just got breakaway speed. But again, you know, Max Crosby, Henry Ruggs, you know, I, I think either one has a potential to be a pro bowler. I think Crosby's way more consistent. Um, sure. and, and, I mean, will he stick out on the Vegas defense? I don't know. But I think that's a fair enough um, a, a fair enough point um, for, for the Vegas Raiders. Uh, moving on to the L.A. Chargers. Um, Another easy one. This is an easy one. I, I, I don't Herbert. know how you win Offensive Rookie of the Year and then you're not elected to a Pro Bowl. Yeah, and I don't know. It's Justin Herbert. It makes no sense. A- again, yeah. there, this, just, this article continues to point out the flaws in the Pro Bowl. Guys who have made all-pro teams, guys who have been named to Rookie of the Year and still haven't made the Pro Bowl, I just don't get it. It does mention here how will Herbert adjust to new look offense under coordinator Joe Lombardi. I mean, that's a fair concern because there's always room for a, a, a you know a rookie um, in his second year to take a step back. That's always a possibility. But at the same time, you know, you added Corey Lindsley as your center, and then Draft you obviously Sean drafted Slater. Slater. Yeah. It's just going to make yeah, his life easier. It, absolutely, uh, but he, it, he really should have been named one last year. Yeah. and if he continues to be as good as he was last year, especially with the added offensive line help. It would it would shock me again if he wasn't named to the Pro Bowl this yeah, year. Yeah, it would be really surprising, uh, and he would have to take a big step back, right. I believe, if sure. if he wasn't going to make the Pro Bowl or an injury or something like that. But I mean, you look at the, the L.A. Chargers. I mean, it's going to run through Herbert, regardless. You know, offense, defense. He's going to be you know the key guy, and, and a lot of people are very high on the Chargers too. I think that plays into it too. They make a real you know a legitimate run. They get into the playoffs. I think he will be a Pro Bowler. Uh, moving on to the next guy, um, this is of the Miami Dolphins, and it's not to talk about Iloa. Um, it's tight end Mike Kosicki in his fourth year. Um, I'm I surprised I'm, it's not Tua because I think yeah. Tua's a, a potential. I'm not saying he's a guarantee, but a potential breakout he star. He could be. 
And it wouldn't shock anyone if Tua made the Pro Bowl just because if he has a solid, even if it's not the full season, but like a 10-game stretch where he's running rampant and he's throwing the ball well and he's just making plays, that that should be enough. If, if you're a quarterback, if you're a mobile quarterback, no matter what team you play for, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs with Pat Mahomes or you're the Miami Dolphins who haven't made the playoffs in X amount of years, it's going to be easy to make the Pro Bowl. You always catch the eye of fans when you're that style of quarterback. And I think maybe the only reason that he's not uh, not to and that it is Gesicki is the fact that you know, think he's been consistent. Yes, for he has his, been the past couple of the years. past few years. His yeah. rookie year, he wasn't anything great, but ever since the then, last he's two years, really, he's entering year four now. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's six six, and I mean, I know I have a Penn State bias, but he is a freak. I mean, he has. An enormous catch radius. It seems like he mm-hmm. can catch anything. You've seen him with the highlight reel, one-handed catches. Um, he's very physical. He's a go-get-it type of guy. Um, you know, And, again, I think that's going to be a target of Tua Tagovailoa all the time. Mm-hmm. If you see Gasicki out there, he's that athletic um, you know, kind of build, uh, the kind of position right. that you need to play now. You have to be that type of guy. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a – a, I think that's a good – pick sure. i don't know yeah again the, the tight end room is always crowded and in the afc too you gotta right. think it's kittle waller um i mean off well, the top of my kelsey head. and waller that's what i mean the yeah, kelsey yeah, and yeah. waller um there's two that are locks right, obviously course. so you know i don't know if that plays into it either you know but at the same but it's time it's possible the kansas city chiefs go to the Go to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. He doesn't play, and sure. then Gasecki gets the spot. Yeah, I mean, and I'm trying to think. Maybe I don't know how many make it tight end wise off the I don't top know, of my head. I it's never probably pay not a lot that. of numbers. No, three or four yeah. probably. And so I think, it's it's probable he. Makes yeah, it, I think yeah. he's probably the third or fourth best tight end in the AFC. Um, but you know, I think that's a good pick by them. It could be Tua though, very 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 likely. Uh, moving on to the Patriots, it's cornerback J.C. Jackson, um, and you're playing alongside Stephon Gilmore. And it adds up pretty well. Yeah. I mean, that, I that mean, defense you, you is going to be good. got someone to help you out there. It's It kind of re- reminds you of the, the cornerback room in or the safety room in, in Pittsburgh where it's Minka Fitzpatrick. Could he help out? How much help can that provide for Terrell Edmonds to mm-hmm. make a leap? And it just seems like J.C. Jackson has a little better of a, of a projection in his career than Terrell Edmonds. So mm-hmm. I, I like this pick. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and that defense is going to be good next year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with everybody good. coming back and – um, as long as Gilmore plays, I mean, I know there's some sure. uh, contract stuff there yeah. in New England, but as long as he plays, it's going to make the other guy look good. There's right. no doubt. Um, now for the Jets, this is a guy that you're very high on. It's Quinnen Williams, yeah, a defensive lineman. Yeah, this is an lineman. easy pick just because similar to the Houston Texans, similar to the Las Vegas Raiders, there's really not a lot of names to no, choose no, from. there's not. And it's kind of shocking that Quinnen Williams in one of his first years didn't make it. He I, has I been understand, good. I understand the rookie year, maybe he's just a rookie, but at least in his second year, I thought he was good enough to make it. Yeah. And especially when you, when you talk about name recognition, uh, team recognition, I mean, this is the New York Jets. I mean, this right. team is on national TV if if your game is blacked out just because it's it's a New York team. So you're, you're a lot of people are watching the Jets, even if they don't want to, even if they're not a great team. But still, I, it's shocking to me that Quinn Williams didn't make it last year, and there's really no one else. I mean, yes, you had uh, Corey Davis be added to this team. Yeah. I don't know if Corey Davis. I don't think he's been a Pro Bowl yet, so. but still, like, I have more confidence that Quinn Williams will make the Pro Bowl over guys like Zach Wilson. He's the most recognizable yeah. name on the roster, sure. minus Zach Wilson, for, I think. For sure. Um, moving on to the Steelers, this one. I think this is a really good pick. Um, there's a couple guys that it could be. Yeah, um, but it's a lot Deont- of guys that it could be. Yeah, it's Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's in his third year. 
And again, this is all predicated on if the drops go away. I know that. I know he didn't have a great year last year, but that offense, there, there's a lot of you know potential there offensively. Najee Harris, Claypool, Juju. There's a lot of mouths to feed. And right. they do mention here that Johnson's a special athlete with the skills to crack secondaries like an egg. And he absolutely does. Every time he catches the ball, he's got the chance to take it to the house. There, there's no doubt. Um, and I think this year, even more so, it's a prove-it type of year. Not to say that they're going to get rid of him or anything like that. But after last year, after 16 drops in a 16-game mm. season, you got to prove something. And, absolutely. you know, I think he's got the potential. Now, granted, he wasn't all pro for punt returning. Right. Um, but at the same time, that's, you know, it's, it's obviously different. Um, I think he's got the ability to be a, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's a I, – I like the pick a lot, but I think the easier thing to have said was either James Washington, Deontay Johnson, or Chase Claypool because Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster has made it one time uh, in A.B.'s final year with the team when right. Juju when was able to – Yeah, when he blew up because he had a number one receiver playing opposite the opposite sideline of him. So I think you could have said any of the three receivers and I would have – I would have understood it. Maybe James Washington, not so much, but still between Deontay and Claypool, I could have easily seen yeah. the argument. Um, and finally, for the Tennessee Titans, it's Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive lineman in his third year. And they do mention that the the additions of Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. Bud should... Dupree also hasn't made a Pro Bowl. No, either. he hasn't. I don't and... know. I don't know if if his best chances are behind him now. From they Pittsburgh. might be. Yeah, it's just because we don't know what Bud Dupree is going to do without without TJ Watt. Watt. I right. mean, we know that he was fine in his first couple of years without TJ, and it's not. You, yes, it obviously helped to play alongside TJ, but mm-hmm. it could have been his own personal growth, his his ability to learn and and attack the quarterback. But we'll we'll have to see. Yep, and I mean, I think you know Jeffrey Simmons has been really good um, over the last couple of years, and and adding those guys obviously is going to help. I mean say what you want about Bud and how much of his success is predicated on T.J. Watt being there, which I do believe that that some of it, absolutely, I mean, you're playing with one of the best defensive players in the league mm-hmm. for the last handful of years. Obviously, you know, you're, you're going to have um, some numbers and your success is going to be predicated on that a little bit. But bringing two guys in, too, and Simmons has been really good, right. at least according to, you know, PFF and their grading system, he was fantastic. Right. He had a higher grade than Quinton Williams and Dexter Lawrence right. last year. Um, so that should definitely, you know, tell you something about him. Sure. Um, and I think I think that's a good pick. Um, let's go through some of the guys that were also considered. I'm just going to read through them real quick. Bud Dupree was yeah. also uh, considered. Um, Devin Bush for the Steelers. Uh, let's Cl- hope so. Ch- yeah, right. I mean, he probably could have made it last year if he played the whole season. Yeah. It looked like he was just finding a stride right before he went down. So Steelers fans should hope that he makes that Pro Bowl leap. Chase Claypool, another one yep. for the Steelers that was considered, as you said, you know, that would be another right. guy that would be on your radar. Marcus May, the safety for the Jets. Um, Joe Burrow, the quarter for the Bengals. Right. Makes a lot of sense for the if Bengals. he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Bates, the safety for the Bengals. He was very good last sure. year. Um, Trey Hendrickson, the defensive end for the Bengals. That's three Bengals in a row yeah. there. Um, I, I guess uh, Sessler thinks a lot of Bengals could make the Pro Bowl they, this year. Yeah, they could. Uh, I mean, Bates and Hendrickson are, are very good. John Johnson, the safety for the Browns. They're a new addition. He definitely, I mean, he's one of the best in yeah. the league. Um, and he hasn't made a Pro Bowl yet. Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of the Browns. I could see how he could make a sure, Pro Bowl. Yeah. There's no doubt um, if that team. A lot of people are going to be watching the Browns next no year. It definitely, will definitely help his popularity go yep. up. And then lastly, tight end John Smith, the guy that they you know brought in. I don't uh, know about that one. I, I mean, it's going to be tough considering that there's Henry's two, there there's too. Two, there's two tight ends. I mean, there, he, yeah. he's probably going to end up being the number one. 
but it's just tough. It's also, when, I don't know if I trust either quarterback to really right, help right. the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, someone's got to throw the ball to you to, to right. put the numbers up. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who else you would give it to on the on the uh, the Patriots off the top. I mean, obviously the, the corner that they gave. Right. But, I mean, there's not many other no. guys that you, no. you think of off the top. Uh, that's going to do it for um, one potential first-time Pro Bowler for each AFC team. And I think there's a lot of guys, again, I mean, if you're the Steelers, there's a lot of guys that you, you see there and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We have to play them X amount of times a year or whoever. Um, kind of get you worried a little bit. But that is the future of the NFL. Those guys are the future of the NFL. At least a lot of them are. Um, that's going to do it for this episode. On the next episode, you know, we just talked about potential guys that are going to boom this year, guys that are going to make their first Pro Bowl. Um, on the next episode, we're going to talk about some NFL veterans, NFL players that are on the bubble to make their teams. Uh, again, these are guys that have been around for a little while, guys that you know had some aspirations to be Pro Bowl-type players. Some of them now are on the bubble. We're going to talk about that on our next episode of the Steelers Standard.